Welcome back to Verity Ed, where parents are primary. Today we are starting my series on our homeschool curriculum, and we're going to focus specifically on writing. Wow, that's a big topic. Do you feel like your kids ever hate writing practice? Like you don't know what you're doing with writing? Well, you are not alone. I feel that way sometimes too, and so I just wanted to share with you some of my own techniques and tricks the trade for teaching writing. Writing is an art, it is a skill, not a subject. And so let's get started on that. Uh, today I'm gonna tell you what we use for the different aspects or elements of a good writing program. And if you want to know about one of these points more particularly, or you'd like me to go more in depth into that particular topic, please like this video and leave a comment below saying, tell me more about this or what have you. All right, and also just a note, I will be creating a series of specific webinars on how to teach writing, everything from paragraphs to narrations, uh, high school outlines, papers, longer, longer form writing over the next few months. So please be sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you get those tutorials as they roll out from Verity Ed. So let's get started. I received my formation in writing from four main sources. And I hope that thinking about this will help you to think about where you got your writing formation from as the primary educator of your kids. Uh, first from my mother. She obviously was the primary homeschooler for us uh, for the five years that I was at home. But then she continued to coach me through my writing throughout high school and even a little bit into college. So huge formator right there. My father, and he would be surprised to hear me say that, but the way that he taught us to think and to um, tell back our thoughts to him, to orally compose our thoughts um, as children back to him, dad, to communicate them was key to good writing. And I'll talk about that more in a minute, why uh, just having good conversation skills with your kids is itself a great writing foundation. Third is Laura Berquist, who's the founder of Mother of Divine Grace School and the author of that seminal text, Designing Your Own Classical Curriculum, which she really taught me to do through her writing and her workshops was um, how to adapt a writing program to the different stages of development and also how to think about language arts learning which is integrated into the entire curriculum in every subject that all these different activities, oral composition, narration, even illustration, are all ways of training excellent writers. It's not just, oh, what are you using to teach my child how to write a complete sentence? What program works for that? Okay, great, click. But that she helped me have a much more holistic and broad idea of what writing training is. Fourth would be all of my thousands and hundreds of homeschool families with whom I have worked over the last eight years of my professional life, 15 years of friendships while homeschooling. I love you all because watching it happen in the concrete, watching all this theory of writing and classical education and language arts integration, it only has its value insofar as it was effective in the concrete. And that's what I wanna share with you all today. And that is what has shaped my own writing program or writing uh, strategy in my homeschool. So why am I so enthusiastic about writing? Well, I'm going to actually quote from George Orwell, who wrote, and I am reading, so I'm gonna look down. If people cannot write well, they cannot think well. 
and if they cannot think well, others will do their thinking for them. Being able to write well is actually a form of sort of exteriorizing, if that's a word, your thinking. Um, and I would just add one back step to George Orwell's quote there, that first you need to think well, then you write well, and that in turn helps you to refine your thinking, and it leaves you that freedom from propaganda, influence, um, all of those negative things that we want to pre prevent our children from succumbing to when they reach adulthood. So writing and thinking are very, very closely related. We have to convey this enthusiasm for writing to our children. Many of us, um, and myself included, we might have encountered uh, moments in our own education where writing was a slog and we just we didn't enjoy it or we, we were told we weren't good at it or like yeah you're a b writer or a c writer well that can really dampen our enthusiasm and uh, prevent us from sharing that motivating joy of writing with our own children now so what we need to do is uh, tell our children that good writing is supremely satisfying, um, that writing allows you to get your thoughts down in a way and communicate them in a way that makes sense both to you and to others, um, and it's sharing to an extent what's going on inside you with the world. The speaking of the Logos for all you Catholics out there is a supremely uh, divine act. It is a symbol of our are, uh, it is actually in actuality of our image and likeness of God. So writing, yes, I'm passionate about it. I'm excited about it. It is hard work, but that's, that's your pep talk. Okay, so how do I look at writing in my own curriculum? So first, I think of writing as a form of communication through all of the different subjects that we study. I don't see it as one of the subjects that we check off during the day. And again, I got my training in here primarily from Laura Berkwist's approach with Mother of Divine Grace. The best training in writing is integrated into all aspects and all disciplines of your child's education. And I'm not saying that you need to go back and do all this work and like insert writing assignments into all their subjects if your current curriculum doesn't already do this. What I'm saying is we as parents need to learn to recognize the training in writing that we're already giving to our children and capitalize upon it and um, locate those uh, locate those places where our children need to grow in their writing and say, okay, they really need help focusing and being able to write one paragraph at a time. Great. Then we're going to take their science observation and write paragraphs of science observations for a few weeks to, to narrow in on that and then move on. That's an example of what I'll do. And this is because students really, um, the, the integration needs to happen because students really should not be uh, starting lengthy writing exercises unless they have something good to say, something true to say. Observation and gathering data through the senses and through robust reading has to come before we say, okay, write me a paragraph, because then they're just spewing, right? They have to have something worth saying before they then sit down to say it at length. So. Train your children to order their thoughts, then write them down, and then revisit their writing to see if the writing truly communicated those thoughts to their satisfaction or your satisfaction, because you're the mom or dad. 
All right, so if you would like more on this and how to pinpoint those areas, please drop me a line. I'm happy to talk to you one-on-one -on -one and try to find places to, um, to build a coherent, a cohesive, and integrated writing uh, series of goals for your child in your homeschool. All right, so what do I use for curriculum? Well, you might have already guessed, I primarily use the Mother of Divine Grace syllabus, not for every subject, but again, for that holistic approach to the language arts and to writing as being integrated into all the other subjects. I'll walk you through what I see as the big strengths there. In the primary stages, that's second grade and younger for the most part, she really focuses on the practice of narration and oral composition um, and then imitation as the child uh, develops their fine motor skills. So while it might seem like they're not learning writing in those early, early years, what she's doing is uh, training the child to listen to a story or to observe an object or a painting and then tell it back in an orderly way in a sequence that is true to the form, that is true to the reality of the story. And through that exercise over and over again, without uh, explicitly telling the child you're learning an outlining process or you're being trained in logic and grammar. Um, they're actually uh, just sort of imbibing and um, growing in this habit of telling things back truthfully, sequentially, and in a way that makes sense both to them and to the parent who's writing it down. Then they will imitate good writing as they get older toward the end of first grade and into second grade by copying some of the well-written and well-spelled sentences that the parent has recorded for them from their narration. I really love this early training and I have seen it work wonders with my children, you know, ranging from those who have really struggled with writing to those who um, took off naturally, all of that. It's something accessible to all children regardless of their innate talent, because it's just a conversation. It's just a conversation, which is what good writing later on will be. George Orwell is having good conversations with you about these deep, disturbing truths, and Dostoevsky is having conversations with you, the reader, about these ideas through the lives of his characters. Um, writing is a conversation. The grammar stage for Mother of Divine Grace writing, I also love. She sort of amps it up a little bit. There's longer narrations. There are more oral compositions. That There are oral um, presentations as well. Description and creative writing really start to kick in uh, through her use of intermediate language lessons with Emma Searle. And uh, again, it's an integrated approach. Every single subject, the children are being urged to communicate in a way that makes sense to them and to the adult listener or their siblings listening. Um, and that alone, that conversation and that communication skill is setting them up for when they hit the logical or dialectical stage in sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, and you can really dig into some formal writing instruction. I won't go too deeply into the dialectical and rhetorical stages right now with Mother of Divine Grace um, and classical approaches in general. That will be saved for my later webinar on how to homeschool high school and how to teach writing to older students. So please subscribe, like my Facebook page, and you will be notified when those become available. I also use a program for science called Exploring Nature with Children, and this I see as another facet of their writing training. Um, there's a lot of imitation, there's copy work, and description and narration required of them from that program. 
For more on that, you can see my previous video, which was a review of Lynn Seddon's Exploring Nature with Children. So good writing also goes along with good reading and good speaking. There truly is what is called a reading road to writing, which was also the name of a book that was very popular in the 90s with homeschoolers. But it, that phrase has always stuck with me, that by reading well, you are also training your children to write well. So even if you don't feel sure about teaching them um, the rhetorical tools of Quintilian or Tacitus or Cicero, uh, you don't have to. Read them good books and you are going to be um, setting them up for writing success. And for some suggestions on good books, you can go to Verity Ed, Printables, and I have book lists by age group uh, for my reading challenge for 2021. So read out loud and require silent reading uh, for those who can of all your children. Uh, I really am a fan of the family read aloud. And then just have a conversation as you're going. Have some oral narration uh, coming back at you. Give softball sort of, you know, character identifying, uh, what happened next, sequencing questions to your younger children. And then with your older children later on, you can ask more in-depth uh, life reflection questions. The final curriculum piece that I want to mention that has been really helpful for certain of my kids is the Institute for Excellence in Writing, which I will link below. Uh, I've used this with two of my daughters so far, and their breakdown of how to write well really speaks to children of certain learning styles and is very helpful for me when I have a lot else going on and maybe don't have as much time to be attentive to their particular needs or a particular writing skill that I'm worried about for them. So that brings me to what do I do with, um, with trying to pursue this idea that good thinking is the foundation of good writing. Well, good thinking is clear, it is ordered, and it has reflected upon truth, right? So what I try to do as they're getting older and ready for more formal writing instruction, so starting at the end of fourth grade, fifth grade to sixth grade, depending on the child, we begin to outline before we write. And this is something that's recommended um, in Mother of Divine Grace when they do the Egypt paper and in sixth grade, but I've also used it earlier for just summaries of books, um, reflections upon the inventions of Benjamin Franklin, for example, uh, with my middle daughter. And we just try and use very simple keyword outlines, and those are um, detailed in the Institute for Excellence in Writing, IEW as well. And we just, we outline everything before we put it to complete sentences. This is also helping them with the concept of paragraphing and sticking to one idea for a paragraph and moving on to the next idea in a way that is logical, ordered, and well communicated. Um, if you would like to see some video tutorials on outlining with different ages, please hit like and leave a comment below and I'd be happy to throw those together for you. Um, I also want to start training them in logic and argument. Uh, so another exercise that I've started doing with my two daughters who are at that age is called Change My Mind. And you might have seen YouTube videos where it's like, change my mind, and some guy goes and sits at a table out on a college campus and puts some very um, you know, provocative question or statement in front of his table, and he's like, change my mind. And the kids all come because they want to be on YouTube, and they try and change his mind with arguments. So what I'll do is, when they finish reading a chapter of, say, a history text, 
I will say, okay, um, you know, uh, what, what could we do? Abraham Lincoln was a rotten president. Change my mind. And they need to give me reasons. If they want to change my mind, they need to give me reasons uh, as to why that is. And that's just, it's sort of a funny conversation and it's a very early foray into persuasion. And the idea that our conclusions and our opinion statements need to have facts and reasons and arguments to back them up. So even before they're ready for like the full on logic stage, you can start to have these fun little conversations that are training them to go back into what they've read and find reasons to uh, debunk mom's ridiculous claims, right? You can make them funny too. All right, good writing also follows authentic curiosity. Um, so what I like to call this is the blue book method. And this method is something that uh, has gone by the wayside in many high schools and colleges. Back in the day, it used to be the practice that at the end of reading all these books, at the end of a college semester, you would be handed a blue book and maybe one very broad question would be given to you and you were expected to um, just show what you know in that blue book for 40 minutes or an hour and a half, whatever time you had, drawing on all of the different resources uh, and authors that you uh, and discussions that you had encountered throughout the semester. This is an approach that I really enjoy and I appreciate Mother of Divine Grace uh, uses uh, with, the, with the students for two reasons. First, it doesn't just give an open-ended, it's not how did you feel about your semester, right? Did it do a lot for you? Do you feel like a better person? It's not about that, um, but it does give them, it gives them a focus point, uh, but it also at the same time gives them freedom to showcase their interests and showcase their strengths. Writing should not be a punitive, uh, a punitive exercise and laborious in the sense that you're, you're straining to do something unnatural. It should be hard work, but fruitful work because you are prepared for that assignment when you get to it. And again, I love this in Mother of Divine Grace with their Egypt paper, with their Greek and Roman papers in seventh grade and their papers for medieval history, that in that logic stage where it's easy for children in the middle school years to lose their natural enthusiasm and curiosity, um, it's, it's tapping back into that and in inviting them to show what they were curious about and what gave them freedom and joy in their studies that year, but still focusing them and drawing them outside of their feelings about it to say something clear and backed up by facts and citations to the texts. And finally, good writing means humility. So <laughs> this means that we have to, one, model humility for our own children and keep at it even when we feel like, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure or they're such a failure. Humility is accepting the truth about who you are and getting up and keeping going in the grace of God. So that's writing. <laughs> but with our children, what humility will mean in writing is this constant revision. Writing is something that's never done. Again, it's an art, it's a fine art, it's a skill. It's not a standardized test that you pass and then you're done with it. Uh, it's always something that can be improved, that you can go back and communicate better or in a different way what you were asked to communicate. So I try to present it to my children when they need to revise a paper or work on an outline or a rough draft. I present it to them as something very natural 
and not as a failure, like you really messed this up and you have no complete sentences, even though I might be thinking that in my weaker moments. That's not the message that I give them. It's like, okay, so you did the first step, you got those thoughts out, now let's revise it and work on this one point, complete sentences. And yes, I have been there where I had a writing assignment handed to me with no complete sentences. But we worked through it and we're on the other side of it now. This has been therapeutic for me. Thank you for listening. All right, so what I want to really communicate here is that for me in our homeschool, good writing is a skill that you can teach with clarity and with competence and that you even as an adult can learn yourself if you feel like you don't have it. There are doable steps to improve no matter what your current skill is or your age. Now, if you're looking for a program that pinpoints specific skills and really practices them in an engaging way, the two that I would point you to are the Institute for Excellence in Writing, which is tried and true and uh, very popular. And you probably, if you have a homeschooling group, someone there uses it and you can talk to them. The other would be Memoria Press's Classical Composition, which is, it is its own sort of subject for Memoria Press, but it uses such beautiful literature and beautiful passages for the students that I consider it as integrating literature. So it is integrated um, and, and very well done. So you get specific skills, IEW, Memoria Press. Look into them. Um, and there are many avenues for teaching good writing. There's no right way and there's no perfect curriculum for writing because like all skills and arts, what's most effective is going to depend on the person and the student and the person's guide, and that's you. So um, if you're unsure, again, uh, feel free to contact me. I'm happy to do a consult and look over your current curriculum with you and talk about where the writing is happening and where it's not and what can be fine-tuned. Um, and there's a lot of information here. Don't be overwhelmed. Um, so please, like I said, watch for my upcoming webinars this year, 2021, and um, I will go more into depth on particular writing programs, writing exercises for particular ages um, and different disciplines. So that was a lot of information for you. And what I was trying to do was not so much give you as here are the three best programs as to train you how to think about writing in your homeschool. If you would like something that is more pointed to your needs, please contact me for a consult. You can visit me at verityed.com and book one today. Uh, you can also subscribe to this YouTube channel and hit the notification bell so that you never miss a single tutorial as they come out this year and keep an eye out for our amazing webinar series. They are always free when they are live, so don't miss the live recordings of the webinars. I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope it was helpful and we'll see you next time on Verity Ed. Mm -hmm.